The Staggering Dragon presents Guardians of the Wills, a Star Wars podcast. And now here are your hosts, Neil and Dustin. Hey everybody, I'm Dustin. And I'm Neil, and welcome to the Guardians of the Wills podcast. That's right, we're back. Yay! Yay for us! (laughs) (laughs) We couldn't stay away from Star Wars, but we'll talk about that in a minute. We still gotta have our featured podcast of the episode. That's right, and the featured podcast of the episode is Crimson Gold Agonies, a 5th edition L5R actual play podcast. In this series, we follow a group of emerald magistrates who will make the city their home, pursue nefarious plots, and enforce the law of the land and the will of the scion of heaven. Check out their latest episode, episode number 10, Faint 2. Electric Electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo. Awesome. (laughs) That felt good. You can find this and many other great podcasts at d20radio.com. Well, that was, was, I'm excited for that. Okay, moving on. Now we're going to move on to our cantina talk. We wanted men. I have the death sentence on 12 systems. I'll be careful. You'll be dead. Pull up a stool and grab a glass of blue milk. It's time for Cantina Talk. Which is a segment we have here on Guardians of the Woods. <laughs> anyway, if you're, a, if you're a first-timer. If you're a first-timer. Anyway, we're going to move on to our Cantina Talk this week on our Cantina Talk. It's us. We're the Cantina Talk. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> we we are back. Why did we decide to come back other than being giant nerds? Yeah, and, <laughs> and hopefully you're not listening to this thinking, why did you come back? <laughs> yeah, you should, <laughs> should be. <laughs> well, there was this TV show that came out about uh, this guy with uh, Mandalorian armor. Some might call it Beskar. Beskar. And comes in ice cream containers. Yes, it does. <laughs> and uh, there was too much going on in this TV show in the one episode that's come out so far <laughs> we that we just couldn't be silent. We couldn't. You know, part of it, let's be serious, part of it is we have another podcast that we do called The Stagger and Dragon, which is an RPG live play that right. you should totally listen to. And Dustin and I talk a little bit a little bit before each episode, 90% of the time it turns into us talking about Star Wars. <laughs> so clearly, we just couldn't get over it. Um, that may have something to do with it, too. But anyway, since we are back, Dustin went through the rigmarole of making us a brand new RSS feed, but he brought all the Guardians of Wheels episodes that we have already done, put them to that, so they were all there, all ready, ready for you to listen to, Except for one difference. Oh, yeah, there is one difference. <laughs> we took our actual play episodes of our Star Wars RPG one-shot that we did called A New Fear. You're not going to see those on the Guardians of the Wills feed anymore. And that is because we're going to re-release them on the Staggering Dragon podcast. 
And that's going to be coming up later this month or early December-ish. Yeah, we've somewhere got... Somewhere around there. We've got one episode yet to release of our current story. Right. In that, and then we'll we'll probably talk a little bit between between stories, and then that'll come up. But anyway, if this is the first time you're listening to the Guardians of the Wheels podcast, what we generally do on here is talk about Star Wars, <laughs> mostly the books, comic books and such, because we're big fans of the Expanded Universe. Um, we've already said that we're going to talk about The Mandalorian tonight, today. Whenever you're listening to this, for us, it's tonight. <laughs> Um, Hello, future people. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to, and that's probably going to be the focus of our first several episodes of our return or revenge, maybe. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> uh, after that, we'll probably get back to what we were doing and talking about legends and Disney canon stuff. Now, before, I did want to bring this up before we would try to release an episode every two weeks. It may not happen this time. Right, right. So, We'll probably we're gonna plow through the Mandalorian yes. with you all. Yeah. And we're gonna try that to takes get takes no effort. Yeah, we're <laughs> gonna try to get an episode every week out for every episode of the Mandalorian. May not come out immediately, but it'll probably yeah. be before the next one comes out, most likely. So we're gonna try to plow through that. Now when that's over, we're gonna try to pick up where we left off in the expanded universe with the X Wing comics and novels and stuff like that. That's not to say that we may not throw in the Chuck Windig aftermath trilogy so. at some point cuz that is kind of starting to come kind of kind of starting to be a thing and you know with all the there's a pile of new comic books that yes. we'll probably have to dive into not to mention the whole high republic era or whatever yep. they're calling it that's coming out whenever that starts we'll probably Basically, it's going to come down. We're probably going to read what we want to read <laughs> or watch what we want to watch and, and go on from there. And if you follow us on our Facebook page or the D20 Radio Discord server, we'll try to get the info out ahead of time so that if you guys want to read up and follow along with us, you can do that as long as we think that far ahead. Which right. isn't going to be no, all the time. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but keep in mind, I guess, um, like we said, we'll probably plow through the Mandalorian episodes, but then after that, the release schedule will be whenever we yeah. whenever we get around to reading and recording because life gets in the way sometimes. Right. We're kinda we're kinda thinking if we get an episode out a month, we'll be thrilled. We're doing a good job. We'll be, we will be thrilled. <laughs> so with all that out of the way. Out of the way. What are we doing now? Now we're moving on to our prime focus. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. It's time for this episode's Prime Focus. And we already mentioned it, but we're going to watch The Mandalorian, the first episode of the second season, or chapter nine, as they call it, which I like that they're doing that. And we're just going to talk about it while we watch it, a commentary. It's, you probably never heard of this before. This is brand, we're paving, <laughs> paving new the way. ground. If, 
if suddenly you go back in time 20 years and get a DVD (laughs) (laughs) and it has a commentary on it, you'll know they got the idea from us. Right. (laughs) I like to go laser disc commentary personally. (laughs) All my, all my commentaries are on vinyl, (laughs) but either way, that's what we're going to do. So, uh, we'll even try to tell you when we're starting the show. That's right. So that if you feel like watching it, you can. Yeah, so if you're at work and you're listening to this right now, go ahead and make a little bitty window <laughs> yeah, up in the top corner that. of your monitor. What else is there to do? Or set your phone, <laughs> use your phone, do something. No, be, we, we don't condone. Yeah, be bold, go into the break room and just turn it on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Full, bl- full, full blast. Full blast. Let your boss know what's happening and what's more important. Don't invite your boss in, but tell him to go get you some snacks. <laughs> All right. Are you yeah, ready to do I'm this? I'm ready. Okay. So go ahead and log in to to your Disney Plus account, <laughs> yeah, not your, someone not else's, else's, your own, and go ahead and click on The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 1, Chapter, chapter nine. 9. Yes. And hit play right now. Oh, did it buffer? Boom. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, did you watch? It's the recap this is what we're seeing. We're not skipping anything. Yeah, this is the recap. So did you watch the recap when you first watched this? I did. So I got to set this up. I got up Friday morning at 4.30 in the morning so that I could... I, I usually go to work at 7 o'clock in the morning. So I got up at 4.30 to make sure I watched it because I didn't want to get anything spoiled for me. <laughs> Same thing. So got up at the butt crack of dawn, and yes, I watched the recap because I hadn't watched any of the episodes for probably a couple months. No, you haven't. We, My son and I rewatched it over the last few weeks here and there. I also watched the recap. I also got... I, I, uh, I am horribly out of shape, but I do try to get up and go work out. So I got up. I usually go to go to the workout place around 5. I got there about 4.15, and I was home by – a little after 4, I was home by 5 and watching it. And your so, trainer was like, Neil, you're so motivated. He, it was. And, and you were like, no, I just got to get home and watch Star Wars. You know, he was. And my trainer's <laughs> Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> <laughs> Tournament coming up soon. Your sensei. My sensei. But yeah, I also watched the recap, and I remember holding the remote. Should I? Do I need Skip to watch it. the recap? And I, but I couldn't think of any reason not to watch it. Right. Yeah, might as well. So I was in. It reminded me just how awesome the whole thing was. Yep, little baby Yoda and his flappy ears. And we get uh, Moth Gideon coming out of the TIE Fighter with the Dark Saber. I, when that happened Boom. in the first season, I, my brain melted for just a minute. I just couldn't <laughs> believe that that was. Here, so here's what I thought. We get the Lucasfilm title come on the screen. Is there going to be any more in theater movies of Star Wars anymore? And if not. Because every time that came up on the screen, the, the opening night when you went to go see a Star Wars right. movie, everybody started clapping. They sure did. I Will clapped. that never happen again? Unless you, <laughs> unless you do it in your living room. Which I do. I don't know. And at this point, so, okay, I think that's a good thing to get into. And this is, I, I've already posed this question to Dustin 
in uh, other times we've talked. But Disney Plus has The Mandalorian, as we all know. But they have released a couple movies now that were supposed to go to theaters. They put them straight to Disney Plus. They did Onward, which went straight to Disney Plus, and then Mulan, which went straight to Disney Plus, but as a premium for like 30 bucks or what. I don't know what the price is going to yeah. pay for it. So what I would like, I would love to know other people's thoughts on this because I think Dustin's got a screaming down the proper path of are we ever going to see a movie, a Star Wars movie in theaters again? I don't know. Right. But what would not surprise me is if, just using it as an example, the Obi-Wan limited series, if it's 10 episodes and I was Disney, I sure would not hesitate to say, well, they're premium and they're two bucks an episode. Yeah. And, And then say... Just same with Mulan, because Mulan moves to regular Disney Plus. I don't know when, but in the next month. Yeah, in December. You would have the same thing with Obi-Wan. Say, okay, well, in six months, it'll just be on here. But if you're like us, you don't want to get spoiled. Yeah. And I, I would be on it. Yeah. And and with the way these these this show looks, I'm and I by looks I purely mean the, the special effects of it. I mean it's movie quality. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so we he goes into the shady Fight Club. Yeah. I gotta say one thing, a criticism that my friend Chris brought up that I kind of agreed with. These Gamorian guards have incredibly small legs. Yes, they do! (laughs) The first time I watched it, I was like, they just stopped at their waist. (laughs) They were just done. Nah, that's good enough. Yeah, those are human legs. Those aren't Gamorrean guard legs. legs. (laughs) That was um, my... I had that same thought when I watched it. Man, they did really good from the waist up, but nah, they're just wearing green tights. So we've got uh, the Cyclops underworld leader. That's John Leguizamo, I think. Is it really? I think so. Did not know that. Looks like him now that you say that. (laughs) (laughs) So we kind of get the point of season two. Yes. He's looking for Mandalorians to help guide him. To help guide him to get the kid back. But one thing I really like about this episode is that it did feel like it set up. Okay, here's the goal. Right. And they could have... I don't know, they could have just dinked around this whole episode and not, not done any of that or just made it fun. And so, look, they're on adventures now, but I like that it set up the goal. The storytelling is similar to a lot of the episodes in the first season where the Mandalorian has a goal. He's trying to accomplish something, but he needs help from somebody. But that somebody isn't going to offer him help until he helps them do something else. <laughs> right. Which is what the episode turns into. Which is exactly what the episode turns and it, into. And if, you, if you're a GM for role-playing games, that's pretty good structure for a role-playing game it, campaign. It is. For a session. <laughs> and I'll, one Another thing I really did like about it was right away... They make sure to remind you, oh, yeah, Mando's good at beating people up. <laughs> yeah. And killing yeah. and all that jazz. As we're going to get that real quick. You know, another thing about this episode is the the previews that we got before the season started 
a lot of the clips came from this episode. They sure did. So there's a whole bunch of stuff that we haven't seen yet. The one thing I kept looking for in this episode that we don't see is that one real quick shot in the trailer where you see the hooded figure of that that lady. Yeah, yeah. And boy, other than that, you're right, about all of it is in this. And we're straight back to the music that I love. Yeah, absolutely. I think a Zabrak could fight better than that, but... Not today, baby. Not that one. Oh. They nail the whole western in space. Makes me so happy. He's kind of got that white coat. I don't know why it reminds me of this, but the main bad guy at the beginning of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom... The opening scene where he gets in the big fight inside the dance club? Yes. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. The guy kind of had a jacket like that. He did. We'll watch that next. (laughs) Yeah. That'll be our next commentary, Temple of Doom. (laughs) (laughs) Did you assume they're talking about Boba Fett right, right then and there? I assumed they were alluding to him. Um, but probably just like you, as soon as they pop up the name of the episodes, like, oh, okay, I know what this is going to be. Yeah. And that made me excited. So we know the Mandalorian is still a ruthless SOB. <laughs> he sure is. <laughs> as he leaves that guy to get eaten by whatever, by whatever those, are. those things are <laughs> that don't come out unless it's pitch black. <laughs> Ah, the marshal. At this point, when they pop up the marshal, I looked to the nobody else that was in my living room and told them that that's what it was going to be about. (laughs) I also like this. This was something I wanted to make sure to point out. This Just this little part here where he's arriving on Tatooine, it sounds more like traditional Star Wars music. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Right. And we get the return of... uh... That lady. That lady. I don't know who she is. I should look up her name, but I'm very lazy. But she seems so familiar. Yeah, I think I IMDb'd her in the first season and saw all the things that she was in, and I was like, oh, yeah. But for the life of me, I can't remember what they are right now. But she's a good character. She is good. She's... One of the things I always say about this show, and I'm certainly not alone in feeling this way, but there's humor in it, and it's never overdone. Yeah. And I think she's an example of that, because she's just kind of humorous in yeah. general, but not right, not so much. <laughs> I'm going to look her up right now. Do it. I'm going to talk about these uh, pit droids and the hearkening back to the prequels and their goofiness because I still have to come to terms with Star Wars fans that are younger than me and their Star Wars is the prequels. (laughs) Sure is. And I have to remember that that's a thing as well as 
there's people that are younger than that, and their Star Wars is the sequel trilogy. Yeah, like my son. Yeah. They, she's It's Amy Sedaris. Amy Sedaris. There you go. She was... Uh, she's Princess Caroline. Carolyn and Bojack Horseman. I think that's where her, her uh, voice is always getting me. But she, yeah, she was in a bunch. So they mention, or the Mandalorian mentions most Pelgo. So here, sure let's go ahead and talk about the Chuck Wendig novel Aftermath. Because, <laughs> well, well, one thing I got to say right here, is that R5 from I, A New Hope? I wondered that too. Did he get a new motivator? Because it was bad have. last time. It was bad. And boy, I sure think maybe it is. <laughs> He's just been on Tatooine the whole time. <sighs> anyway, Chuck Wendig, Aftermath novel came out. I think right before The Force Awakens yeah. came out. And uh, there's an interlude around page 300, because I looked it up, because I had the novel on my shelf, and I immediately jumped to it after I watched this episode. Uh, they do mention Mos Pelgo, and they also refer to it as Freetown, I think. I don't think they're two different places. I think it's just two different names for the same place. Right. I think it's actually called Most Pelgo in the book, but they refer to it as Freetown, like the locals do. So, that's your first little hint of the Aftermath novel coming into play here. And it's obviously going to come into play even more here in a little bit. <laughs> it's, uh... I think when I realized what was going on, and I would not be surprised that anybody that's listening to this would also say well yeah I totally knew what was going on too um, because if you're listening to something this dumb you probably like Star Wars quite a bit <laughs> but uh, when I realized what this was going to be about all I could think is they I mean they're really they're really saying okay here it is yeah. this is Star Wars now to a bunch of people that are not going to that might realize that that's Boba Fett's armor, but why does this guy have it? And then they give this weird story of why he has it, and then just kind of say, okay, accept it. Accept it for what it is. And then any big old nerd like us that says, well, did you know he was in a book before? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so you think you're a weirdo. <laughs> One thing I, another thing I like is that if they're going to bring Cobb Vanth in, could they have picked somebody better to play? Oh, him? man. Yeah. Absolutely. Timothy Oliphant only plays lawmen. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. But he does a good job, and it's kind of one of those things because I don't know. How do you think, in your opinion, how do you think Cobb Vanth was received in the books by, I mean, how do you think he was received by the fan base? In the novel? Right. Uh, I don't know. To be honest, I... The only real feedback that I really heard about of those books was the backlash to, of Chuck of Wendig, Chuck the so, author yeah. in general, um, or how he grammatically wrote those books. Right. But, uh, I mean, when I first read it, you know, obviously I know the 
Mandalorian armor trilogy from the expanded universe that came out in the 90s. Mm-hmm. You know, tells... Okay, so there's the scene. There's the scene, that's right. Boba Fett lost a lot of weight. Boba Fett did, and he, <laughs> he dresses. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, actually, now I'm interrupting, but that was something else I liked, is that he doesn't have the full set of armor. Yeah. I think it looks. it actually looks kind of cool that he's just got the chest piece and the gauntlets so, and the helmet. And there was a... I've talked about it before on the show, but there's a MMORPG back in the day called Star Wars Galaxies. There it is. Every time I... Like, this episode especially... Feels like All it. I could think about <laughs> was Star Wars Galaxies because you can get parts of armor. Yeah, you and can. And there's guys walking around with just a helmet or just the chest piece in a helmet. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of it takes place on Tatooine and there's little bitty set settlements there like most Pelgo, you know, scattered about. But I also like how Mando clearly is taken aback when Vance takes the yeah, helmet off. He stops. He stops. In his tracks. Okay, what is happening? And but, you could kind of see it coming when he asks for a drink. Right. But <laughs> he should ask for a straw. <laughs> but uh for for me, for Cobb Banth in the books, it always just kind of felt like, to to me, it felt like this was their way of saying, okay, Boba Fett's dead. We're Here's, moving on. We're moving on. Look, this guy has his armor now and yeah. all that. It's just our way of saying, just, I guess, in my, in my view, it was just like, okay, disregard him. Now, I mean, he's got his little part in the books and all that stuff, but that was really about it. Then this comes out, and now I kind of want to see some Cobb Vance story of what all he's done with this, because mm-hmm. they allude to how he's protected the town yeah. since then. I yeah. mean, they show bits of it, too, but how he's protected the town since then. I There's a, there's a couple more interludes throughout the Aftermath trilogy, the tr- trilogy yeah, that yeah. tell that further his story so, a yeah. little bit. But the, the main idea of having someone take the armor and he's using it in a good way. Yes. You know, to help people. Yep. I thought was awesome. It is a good idea. I thought that was a really, really original, cool idea. It is a good idea. And it just, I don't know. I, I always just felt like it was their way of this might, this is going to be pessimistic sounding, but, there's a whole lot of me that felt like they were trying to Disney, I mean, was trying to shudder the past. Mm, yeah. And I always kind of felt like Cobb Banth was sort of one mm. of their ways of doing that. But you're not wrong and that it is kind of a cool idea. And now seeing it played out like this, yeah. It makes it it does make it even kind of cooler. And Dust and I have both decided that Bantha Farms exist. <laughs> As that one just appeared on the screen. I'm going to eat one. Someday. Bantha steaks, man. <laughs> Give me so some tender. of that rump. <laughs> so, when you, when you first saw this, what did you think that was? Because I know what I thought it was. I thought it was the worm from from Beetlejuice. <laughs> 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 no, <laughs> you know, 
what did I think it was? I don't know what I thought it was, but I didn't think it was going to be a crate dragon. I thought it was maybe a sarlacc moving oh. underground. Well, that would be it. That would. And be then I thought, cool. oh, is it just going to puke up Boba Fett right here and right now? <laughs> I just this <laughs> here he is. And then I was like, oh, well, that's clearly not a sarlacc as it devoured that bantha. <laughs> that would have been cool. Academy Award for Best Hair goes oh, to Cobb man. Vanth. All the way. <laughs> it's not even close. <laughs> so they gotta rebuild the the town. It's you brought this up already how these a lot of these episodes are Mando wants to accomplish a goal or needs somebody to help him, but they aren't gonna help him until he helps them first. Yeah. And you're right. There's so many episodes of these first, if this is chapter nine, of these first nine that are that way, but how come they always feel different enough that they, that I don't get pissy about oh, it? Oh, yeah. You know? Totally. It, it's cool. It makes me happy. Nuke it from orbit. Nuke it from orbit. That's all you got to do. Maybe. You know, John Favreau was sitting there writing this, and he was like, "Oh, somebody's probably going to think, why doesn't he just get in his spaceship and go shoot it? I better come up I with a reason." Say a reason, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I like that too. Okay, here we go. All right. How? How? I'd never in a million years would have thought that they would have used an engine from a pod racer to turn into a speeder. It's awesome. That's the coolest thing ever. It is cool. And what are the odds? What are the odds that that's from Anakin's pod racer? <laughs> it's know. different colors. The it fins is. are still yellow because I think the fins were yellow. I think they were. I don't know. Okay. If it is actually Anakin's pod racer, how do you feel about a big Anakin's pod racer? Is that. So I've read. I. Honestly, didn't ever. I was like, "Oh, that's cool. It's a pod race." I didn't even thought about it maybe being Anakin's until I saw people throwing that out on the internet. That, well, oh, I think that's Anakin's and yada yada. Is that reaching too much for you? That that ended up. In, it's in Star Wars. I don't care. <laughs> that's kind of how I get to. So, so whatever. Right here, when he's telling his backstory, this is where we get a little bit of a contradiction mm -hmm. with right. the aftermath novel. Yes. Um, it wasn't the mining guild. It was like the Red Key. Raiders or something like it's that. Something, yeah. But essentially the same thing happens mm -hmm. more or less. Um but when we find Cobb Vanth the first time in Aftermath, he's with another character and yeah. they, and they're kind of at odds over the Mandalorian armor that they find inside of the Jawa Sandcrawler. And he ends up shooting the other guy and to, taking to the. Take it, yeah. So it's it's a little bit different. But and so why why did they change it? Well, one thing I wonder about is he is the one telling the story now, so he would be telling it mm. to make himself in the best light possible. You think? Yeah, that's a good you know? point. I never thought of that. And that could be just that, and that could be an easy way to write it off, so they never have to worry about it again. But or they just changed it because they like this one. Better. I don't know. What do you think? I don't know. It just kind of stuff like that 
irritates me sometimes. It's like, why did you change you it? Change it's like it when they much. take a novel and turn it into a movie and they change a whole bunch of stuff and you're like, was that necessary? Was that necessary? Why did you change yeah. it? Other than I can do whatever I want to with <laughs> yep. it. I, just, I don't know. But this, and I agree because one thing with Star Wars, because I, I do agree with what you're saying and why would you change it? And I do think that what I said is a reason you could just write off and say, okay, well, he's the one telling the story, so he... Who's gonna Who's gonna say different? Right. But uh, right. Um, and if he did murder somebody in the process, he probably wouldn't tell. Probably wouldn't mention if he's trying to get on get somebody's some good side. And uh, but with Star Wars, if you're gonna say that the books and the movies and the TV shows are all the same canon, then yeah, you you probably shouldn't just change stuff to change it. Right like that so that is a that is a good question let me call him john favreau <laughs> get him on the phone <laughs> immediately so he strolls in looking all fetish get out of here weak way <laughs> i think that was a line that was cut from the episode i think it was and, he, and you know what the Boba Fett armor also makes you is a crack a, shot. A crack shot. <laughs> Bet you didn't know that. You do now. Yeah, but when you're intimidation, when you get like a plus 40 on your intimidation because <laughs> of your armor, <laughs> makes a big difference. Oh, uh, we see the thing go down that we sure. never saw it go down in the original trilogy. I love it. Or shoot the rocket, for that matter, in the original trilogy. And I love it. I love how he does it. Do you think he spent quite a while training <laughs> to figure out how to use that thing? <laughs> Maybe there was an instruction manual with the, with the armor. One thing that uh, that did bug me with this episode is when they're on this on their speeder bikes. Mando has a helmet on, with a visor. Cobb Vanth does it, and the child doesn't either. When they have sand, just just blowing in their face, murdering their eyes. <laughs> I mean, I get it. Well, Cobb the kid Vanth is a very, very handsome man, and his yeah, face you can't cover that up. I can't cover that up, but can't cover that up. <laughs> You'd think he'd want to. The kid from uh, the first season, the uh, rookie bounty hunter oh, yeah. kid, he wore goggles, didn't he, when I he was he riding? I think he did. I think he did. So we get these guys straight from episode two. Yep. They were hanging around the Sand People camp. Before where, they got slaughtered. Where Anakin committed genocide. <laughs> he did. <laughs> Poor things. I would like to know the women and the children. And the women and the children. <laughs> I want to know. Were we, have we really ever been told why Mando is so in so good with Tuscan Raiders? Well, didn't he kind of befriend them in the first season? Yeah, but wasn't he kind of already? I mean, he already spoke the sign language a little bit, didn't he? He's a people person. He is a people person. I guess that's true. Are Tuscan Raiders people? Well, depends on which uh, which canon 
<laughs> it's true. Because I think in the Disney canon, we don't really know. We don't, but, but in, you're right. But in Legends, they were people because they were people. Uh, the one Sith from. That's right. Whatchamacallit? Cleaning became his one. Teeth. Yeah. So, you know, John Favreau was like, when he was a kid and he had his Tusken Raider action figure, <laughs> he was picking his teeth with that weapon with the and then he was like i'm totally gonna make him yeah. pick an abanthus teeth with this because that's what i used to do when i played with mine and doesn't that bear that such nice teeth <laughs> it really got me wow <laughs> they must spend hours a day doing that so Keep it all in line i saw a headline that i didn't read the article which is how i yeah, read that's the how internet. i that's how i get my information <laughs> and and it said season two of the mandalorian is about to get a lot more star warsy and this scene is pretty Star Warsy, scene is where we're just going to sit around and grunt at each other, <laughs> and that's the dialogue. <laughs> uh, I just Star Wars as a concept of it being in a galaxy far, far away, and all that, and then all these very, very alive planets that are there. It's so cool, and then when you have this as an example of you can just exist in this galaxy and there's or in this world whatever yeah this world of star wars and how many cool stories there can be out there makes me so happy <laughs> cuz yeah i get it they've referenced jedi multiple times in this i mean they show the video of the death star blowing a second death star blowing up obviously we've seen tuscan raiders and Boba Fett and all that stuff in movies and all that but still it's not like Luke's gonna show up and start right being the hero and slaughtering people with his laser sword or anything like that and you just <laughs> don't need it do you think that Seven, eight, nine would have been different if different people were in charge. Do you think they achieved exactly what they wanted out of them? I think, I think they achieved as much money as they sought out to grab. I agree. Okay, so he says something about coming up here, and if. This is your first time watching it. I don't know why you're listening to us talk about yeah, it. We <laughs> so I'm just going to say it. it. <laughs> he says something about it being uh, a banded Sarlacc pit. Yes. And, yeah. And I was going to bring that up when you brought that up earlier. Talking about maybe the crate Dragon ate it. Yeah. That's awesome. And I want to see that happen. <laughs> there sure is. Yep. He said it. <laughs> <laughs> So, I was watching this with my son, who's nine, and he's like, oh, I don't want it to eat the bantha. I did. I want to eat the bantha. <laughs> so, he was very happy when he saw what actually turns <laughs> out good. in this scene. It made him happy. And this is another example of that humor being just enough, because I think this is just one of the best delivered lines when that thing comes out and... Uh, Mando talks about him being open to ideas as is about to happen. 
I got I cannot remember for the life of me. I can never remember unless I'm watching. Don't we see a skeleton of a crate dragon in episode four? Yes. That's what I was thinking. When C three PO and R two D two first like, arrive and they're trudging through the Dune Sea. Do you think that the size is accurate? Yeah. I just this one's it. pretty big. Seems big. Maybe that was a medium sized one, the skeleton from episode four. Maybe so. But what I all I was gonna say is it's so cool to see that. And then now we're finally gonna see Yeah. Did they say crate dragon? I don't know that they ever said the words crate dragon in episode four. I could be wrong, but I don't think they ever did. I wonder when they were named. Probably uh we'll get our researcher on that. Probably in one of the novels. Probably I, w- I would imagine. Probably so. You know, I've got the novelization of the original trilogy. I ought to go go back and look. So this is pretty cool because they're talking about is you know, if this is the scale. <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> He's like, Nope, it's the scale. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up when we're crate dragons named well this is going to give me the Star Wars history of it that's that's not really what I want so another Star Wars galaxy thing that popped in my head while watching this is if you wanted to kill a Krayt dragon in Star Wars Galaxy, you about did need to go round up a village to do of it. players online <laughs> to go do it. So Wait, now they got to convince the townsfolk. Okay, well, that didn't tell me when they were actually named. <laughs> I bet you it was in the novelization. I bet you're right. Does it bug you that there's so many humans and only one quote-unquote alien? Alien. Yeah, I think it's always weird. I mean, it, apparently humans really made their presence felt in the galaxy. <laughs> Like rabbits? Yeah, because they are everywhere. (laughs) I always, I will always wonder, do you think that humans, and as you said, even though they can't really call them aliens, humans and aliens could interbreed? Well, apparently Hera and... That's right. What's it? uh, Kanan? Kanan, yeah. Apparently they got busy. They did. Which is odd because... It's a fantasy you have me too. Well, that and <laughs> how many mixed like Twi'lek humans had you seen? Not many. Or Not many. or were there Twi'leks that were mixed and you just didn't That's realize? That's what I was going to say or did you just Because they them? just look like Twi'leks. Yeah, or they just looked like they had yellow skin or something instead yeah. and looked like a human. 
I don't know. So are you saying that there's a chance that we every day we see people that are actually <laughs> yeah. out there? Yeah. Yep. Dang. Yep. The world's bigger than I thought. <laughs> and then you wonder how genetically different can they be before they can't? Before they can't, you know. Right. Fertilize one another. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the the explosives know. that they're getting here. The first time I watched it, I was like, "Why does this town have like a cache of all these explosives?" And then the second time I watched it, I was like, "It's a mining, mining town, yeah. so it's like the equivalent of dynamite, dynamite." I'm assuming that's what that was. What I assumed when I watched it too. This is. One of the very few parts in the show, what's happening now is we're seeing all the sand people, the Tuscan Raiders, come into the town on the Banthas. That's like one of the only times in this show where the Banthas look like puppets. Mm. To, to me. Yeah. They, they have this kind of weird wobble. And that's not a complaint or anything. It's just because you're so used to watching everything just looks real. Right. I want to learn how to speak Tuscan. <laughs> it's very Sahara deserty kind of music. It is. If they that's had, if that's a thing, they had that in Star Wars. They had the Sahara Desert. <laughs> <laughs> And Sahara Desert music, that genre. Another <laughs> <laughs> thing that gets me now watching this show is we're getting all these, whatever these kinds of panning, wide, far away shots are called. Yeah, right. Clearly, I, I make, I make films, <laughs> but uh, don't you just want to know where that was filmed? Because mm. was any of it outside of a building <laughs> well that's you know i kind of wondered the same thing how much of this did they do any of this on location I kinda, or is this all on a stage you kind of sort of assume it was all on a stage don't you because that i mean there's a lot of dirt and sand there that they interact the, with yeah, that you had to dump on in. a sound stage i don't know but maybe they did i don't know i I mean, it looks like they're on location somewhere. It sure does. Every once in a while, the background, you can kind of tell look it looks a little weird. Yeah, but not very often. And I wonder where they got that crate dragon. <laughs> very dangerous. There's a guy named Han Solo that wrangles up big old monsters. <laughs> he does. For the right price. He does. For Conja Club. He has a, at this point in the timeline, he has a really big crew. He does. That's true. You and I have talked about this before, but I'm a, I am a fan of Solo. Oh, the yeah. movie, as you are as well. And I don't really, I don't really care about anybody else's opinion necessarily or need to be told how much it sucks if you don't like it. But if it didn't, wasn't as great of a success in the theater as they hoped. Boy, I'd sure like to see him continue the story. 
That's my dream for Disney Plus is the continuation of the Solo story. I'd love that. I would too. So but they got they got big tr- truncheons. Is that what they're called? I have no idea. Those things? I thought they were crossbows. <laughs> <laughs> so I go with what you said, truncheons. I'm good with that. I just remember that from playing like Age of Empires. That's what I was just gonna think. Was thinking <laughs> Age of Empires. Is that where you got that? I think probably is. I don't know. It does. It goes back to what we were talking about earlier, though, with the, are we going to ever see Star Wars on the big screen again? Right. It really does make you wonder. How do you feel? I've had this discussion with a few people now. How do you feel about, with on the streaming services, we're still pretty used to, okay, season one's out. Here you go. Here's all eight mm. episodes or whatever. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that versus the weekly releases? I would much rather have it come out once a week. I agree. It's too much it when is. they just throw it all out there. And I'm not going to watch it all at once, but you better believe I'm going to get it spoiled for me. Oh, yeah. But yeah. once a week? Oh, hell yeah. And you can't... Time. You don't have time to savor anything. Nope. And you forget what happened when. Yeah. And you get things confused. I. It's like when I watched Tiger King... I blew through it all in one night. I couldn't tell you how many episodes there were or what really happened in the middle because it was just a big blur. It is a blur because I did about the same thing. Just stare at what is going on. But uh, I agree. And the boys on uh, Prime, Amazon Prime, First season came out all at once, second season came out once a week, and I know the second season way better than I know right. the first season because of that. Yeah. So, here's a Star Wars trope, is the giant monster. <laughs> yeah. And I love that because it felt like at times in a lot of different Star Wars stories, we kind of got away from stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, if you go back to the holiday special... <laughs> I, I usually do. There's a cartoon of the first appearance of Boba Fett, the cartoon uh-huh. in the holiday special. There's a big old monster. It's like... That's what we have. The, the core of Star Wars, you gotta have a big monster in there somewhere. You do. That makes it feel like fiction or fantasy or whatever you want to call it. I agree. Like things are on a, a much bigger scale, so the the head of the crate dragon they've got here is I'm going back to Star Wars Galaxies again, and I think Star Wars Galaxies af- actually modeled this after what I think Ralph McQuarrie, the original oh, Star after, Wars concept artist, yeah, made a painting of crate dragons. Uh-huh. The head is very similar. Good. They tried to keep the design. That's one thing I noticed. Another thing I noticed was when it comes out of the tunnel uh, just a minute ago, it makes the sound that Obi-Wan made. It does. In episode four. And, I'm, you know, they've changed the sound. Right. Like three different times or something. I'm pretty sure it made all of those different <laughs> sounds all at once. <laughs> so they're all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. I want to... Uh, 
I want to know how old it is. And then, yeah, that starts waiting <laughs> on. I love that it starts spitting that venom. Or, well, I don't know if I should say venom. Probably more acid, I suppose. Yeah, acid. Acid damage. Does the crate dragon have feet? All of the crate dragons before this TV show had feet. They did, and I don't remember seeing feet. I don't know that this one does. It's more like a worm. Mm -hmm. Goes back to that whole interspecies thing. So a crate dragon and the Beetlejuice worm <laughs> had it. a three-way with the worms from Dune. <laughs> yes, and this is the result. <laughs> Because I kept thinking that when I was watching, I was waiting to see its feet, and I probably there's a good chance I just missed them, or well, Wart doesn't have them, or you just can't see them because it's yeah, they never they never dirt. really show the bottom of it. Uh -uh. I don't think. So dragon, you know, usually spits fire. Well, this one vomits acid. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and you know, and a, another Star Warsy thing about it or I think anyway, is it spits all this venom or acid and you see people get hit, but then you don't see their bodies melt away. Yeah. Because Star Wars doesn't get quite that gory. Yeah. It doesn't need to. And it doesn't It's need implied. To. Yeah. Jetpack it up. Its body. You still can't see any feet or legs, whatever. That's it. So he's, he's using his disintegration. He is. And it's not doing anything. It's not. Shoot him in the eyeball. Come on, That'll Mando. disintegrate a person, but it, it's not doing anything to Jawa. this guy. Cobb Vanth has piloted that jetpack he a few has. times. Oh, it's getting dense. <laughs> Oh, it's behind him. Still can't see feet. I think I don't think it has feet. I don't think it does either. Mando's got an idea now. This was one thing that bugged me in this episode. Where did he get the next missile from? Well, the one he used was in his flashback, so that was quite a while ago, so some time had passed, right? Well, that's true. Because that that's true. But I don't know if you go to Watto's and pick up a, an one? extra rocket for your Boba Fett Because it seems jetpack. like it would be like proprietary <laughs> to that to that. I need jetpack. a Mandalorian jetpack rocket. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> We've kind? got a sale yeah. on those today. <laughs> Five for a dollar. <laughs> Five for a credit. That was one thing that bugged me. But you're right. I guess it's been a long time. And then they got all those explosives. Maybe they just figured out how to make one. Or make this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, true. And that's the end of the series. Yeah, He's Mando's dead. dead. He got eaten. It was pretty good. It was all right. The child the child also gets fed to the Kray Dragon now. <laughs> His hair always looks good. He does. It, it, you know, it doesn't matter what point it is. 
He'll ride through the Nor desert. Nor does it seem like he broke a sweat <laughs> it doesn't. in any of that. He didn't. He doesn't break a sweat walking up steps like I do either, I bet. So. <laughs> I always like the Tuscan Raiders. Slug throwers. How long they yeah, are. Yeah, right. Shaboom! Oh, you're going to have some heartburn now. Yes. He used a destiny point he on did. that one. So, here's another cool thing. Oh, wait. I got to say. So, the acid dripping up. Yes. Is this go what ahead. you were yeah, going to go say? Go ahead. So, it's, it's, the, it's the foreshadowing, I guess, backshadowing of... His Mandalorian armor protected him from the acid inside. It sure did. Just like Mandalorian might protect you from, say, the inside of a Sarlacc. Of a Sarlacc, yes. It also... And so it has, the, I like, the back shadowing. I like that, too. But then it also... And it doesn't throw it in your face. You know, it's like, hey, look! I survived because of my armor, but it does. it's there. And then, you know, he may or may not get hit by a lightsaber... Or mm. a dark saber mm -hmm. at some point in this season. Good point. We're about to see something else cool. Yep, yep, yep. Getting those innards taken care of. This part made me just get, I giggled. Big old steak. Yeah. Taking that I, I like that they take the I'm steak. I'm going to grill that. I would. It looks so good. So here comes the, well, here in a second. Got some expanded universe lore popping in. <laughs> the handshake that. You're like, well, there's a pandemic. Oh, this is Star Wars. They don't have them there. <laughs> they only have... Here it comes. Yeah. Ah, the, the Tusken Raider found a pearl. The Crate Dragon Pearl. They're going to build a very powerful lightsaber now. That's right. I did like that. That, made, that just made me giggle. Star Wars Galaxies once again. Yep. And You could harvest one. And Knights of the Old Republic. Yep, that's right. So here we go. Here we go. I was just grabbing my chair, and I'm grabbing it again. What's going to happen now? There's two suns on this planet? <laughs> okay. That's no oh, wait. There's somebody standing there. With Tusken Raider weaponry. He sure is. Uh, oh, it's Aquaman's dad. <laughs> it's Aquaman's dad. He came to Tatooine. He, he's there. So that was, oh, man. Or maybe it was Captain Rex. Or just a random clone. Or just any other clone. It was uh, Fives. <laughs> it was Fives. He's still alive. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, and you know, seeing Boba Fett, we'd all heard that. I'm not even gonna. Is it? I don't know how you say it. Tamira. Tamira. They're gonna. It's gonna come up on the screen here. That's still not gonna help me say it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say his name, but uh, hey, we didn't have to look it up. Amy Sedaris is in the is in the credits. Tamira Morrison. I don't know how you Tamira? say it. Tamira? Yeah. Tamura? Tamura. I don't know. I think Morrison. his name is Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Aquaman's dad. But I remember, of course, and you sure you do too, hearing he was cast in this season and all that stuff. And Yeah. And it was kind of one of those things where they sort of confirmed it, never really confirmed it, it felt like, or depending on who you talk to. But then it did throw out the question, though. Was he going to be Boba Fett or was he going to be Captain Rex or who was yeah. he going to be? 
We still don't one hundred percent know. We assume. We assume it's Boba Fett, and it looks, and his face looks like what I would assume a face looks like after it's begun to be digested by a sarlacc. Right, right. But it's also possible that he could be more than one person, because maybe Boba Fett will be there, and also Captain Rex, and Wolf, <laughs> and whoever else. All right. Okay, that's the I'm end of the episode. Stop it. Yeah, I may as well. So that was it. The Mandalorian, Chapter 9, The Marshal. Hopefully you didn't listen to that, hoping we'd explain it to you, because obviously we didn't do a good job of that. <laughs> I like doing this because I don't have to worry about typing up a book report of whatever what we're happened? reviewing for this episode. So you're saying when we, when we go back to read it, we just read the book? <laughs> yeah. We'll just play the audio book and we'll talk over the top of it. <laughs> that makes the most sense. It's perfect. No, that was good. So, well, okay. We know this is obviously running long because that episode's 50 minutes long. Right. And we talked before that, so we'll we'll try to be quick here. But oh, real quickly, I guess, what would you think of it? I think we already know what we thought of it, but what do you think of it? And, and give us a, a severed limb rating. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I really liked all of the callbacks to the original trilogy, especially episode four, which may or may not be my favorite Star Wars movie. I, I go back and I'd forth. I'd say it depends on the day, me too. Yeah, but uh, I'd give it a a solid four, if not more than that. I'm I'm making this person lose both limbs and both legs. It's going to be the the knight from the Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Good way it should be. Well, I'm I mean, obviously I'm pretty much on board as much as I can be with that. I enjoyed it thoroughly. I liked where the story went. I liked that it, I felt like it set up. I say it set up the goal for the second season, but I guess maybe they'll resolve that next episode and something else will change. I doubt it. Most likely, this is going to carry us through a lot of the season. Yeah. But I enjoyed it quite a bit. I'm going to also say a four. And the only reason I'll say a four, probably instead of just cranking it straight up to a five, is because there's still part of me that wishes I would have seen the Darksaber again. Mm. I assume that's coming, obviously. We didn't get Apollo Creed. Nope. Or uh, Ultimate uh, Fighter Lady. Shock Jump Trooper. What's her <laughs> We're name? really good with their names. <laughs> Man, if they made if they made a series with her, Gina, uh, yeah, Carano, I think that sounds it right. It is, I'm sure it is. None none of those characters uh-uh. were but in boy, this. If they made a, if they made a series, just followed her character back during. Oh yeah. Just oh my. Murderizing stormtroopers. Yes, it's like is her either yeah. part of a you know an elite group or leading the elite That'd group? That'd be pretty sweet. Oh, I'd be in. <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. You watching this and just thinking of rebel like commando forces yeah oh man i i would be in and and she's she was really good in this so i'd be all for it anyway that totally dove off the end there (laughs) a four i also will (laughs) chop this guy to pieces okay well that's that is it for us for now so you can find Guardians of the Wills on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, thestaggeringdragon.com, and d20radio.com. We have a new email address. Email at us. Email us at stagdragpodcast at gmail.com. 
Be sure to like Guardians of the Wills on Facebook, and we always encourage you guys to leave us comments and feedback and let us know what you thought of Chapter 9, Timothy Oliphant's hair. <laughs> Perfect. Sweet. Well, next time, this is going to come as a surprise, but we're going to talk about Chapter 10. Whoa. <laughs> of, of The Mandalorian. You know, we're going to get it recorded fairly soon after after the next episode comes out so look for it probably within the week after it comes out i'm guessing yep yep and we will be there hey don't forget we have another podcast you should listen to the stagger and dragon podcast it's a rpg live play that's right it's fun we play nerdy tabletop we games do. and you get to hear it <laughs> you get to hear it it's a, we giggle and get drunk <laughs> so, it works out for us all right well thanks again bye bye And may the force of others be with you. You've been listening to the Guardians of the Wills podcast. This podcast is not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm and is meant for entertainment and educational purposes only.